All right, so we are uh, finishing up um, our Disney summer, and uh, first of all, I just I just want to thank you, Ann, for coming up and sharing with us. That was amazing. Not even sure I need to be up here. I think we could have gone home with that, um, but you're not that lucky, okay? Um, so you probably figured I didn't necessarily pick this movie for me, okay? The Little Mermaid. I, it wasn't an... It wasn't until two years ago I didn't I realized the title was The Little Mermaid. I call it The Littlest Mermaid. And so, you know, so I, it's probably not my top. And so, uh, anyways, um, however, it's probably a great one for me to be able to do. Because tonight, today, I'm going to speak out of my failures as a parent. And hopefully, through my failures, you guys, I know some of you say, but, but Coop, I already got my kids out. Yeah, but you're still their parent. Okay. Some of you got little ones. Some of you got teenagers. And for those in here, the middle schoolers, I hope you stayed because nobody's back there. I'm here right now, and this message is for you as well. So we're going to take a look at the different things that God has to share with us today with parenting, with living life, with living together. So let's kick off this first one. And uh, some of you guys might recognize what happens on this first clip. Seagull? What? Oh, you went up to the surface again, didn't you? Didn't you? Nothing happened. Oh, Ariel, how many times must we go through this? You could have been seen by one of those barbarians, by, by one of those humans. Daddy, they're not barbarians. They're dangerous. Do you think I want to see my youngest daughter snared by some fish eater's hook? I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Well, don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. As long as you live under my ocean, you'll obey my rules. But if you would just listen. Not another word. And I am never, never to hear of you going to the surface again. Is that clear? Teenagers, they think they know everything. You give them an inch, they swim all over you. Do you? Anybody ever hear that? Maybe not in my sea, but anybody ever hear that? Right? As long as you live under my roof. Right? Or have you ever heard, I'm 16 years old, basically. I know it all. Right? You guys ever, anybody familiar with that? Maybe once or twice you might have heard that. What What's really going on there? You know, there's a lot of things to look at. Men, let's face it. <clears throat> we like you to do it our way, right? <laughs> and, and, and if you don't, there's the door. But you know, that isn't what God teaches. That isn't, fortunately, what our Heavenly Father did for us. And so we want to take a look at some changes that can be made here. Teenagers, obviously, I'm 16 years old, I know it all is probably not true. Okay? You know, we, we go through a, a phases in our lives as parents and as, as adults and, and as kids, too. And, you know, when they start out, we got some little babies in here. And, I mean, those babies are totally dependent on mom and dad, aren't they? They can't do anything on their own. We kind of like that, don't we? You know, some of us who got grandbabies, it's even better because when they cry, we can hand them off. Right? So, I mean, that, that's a whole other reward. If you survive, you get grandbabies, and that's pretty awesome. Okay? But let's get back to this. So they're totally dependent on you. All right? And then they, they get in elementary school. And, and guess what? They can get up and they can run out and they can wear really crazy looking clothes schemes and, and it's okay because they're kids, right? And they're still dependent on you, but not as much. We're still kind of okay. But then we hit those middle school and high school years. 
and they don't need you so much, right? I mean, when they get that driver's license and maybe a part-time job, how are we feeling? How are we feeling, parents, right? All of a sudden, we're like, whoa, what happened? What, what happened to my little one? And all of a sudden, we can be like Trident. What's he really saying? What he's really saying is, I've, I've lost you. I'm losing you. I don't want to lose you. That's what he's really saying. He just doesn't know how to say it, right? And, and what is she really saying? She's saying, Dad, I'm growing up. Give me a, you taught me. Give me a little freedom. You know what? Sometimes we got to let them fail, right? Some of our worst... <laughs> I, I, I work as a life coach, and I've, man, I've counseled people for a long time. Like I said, I've failed a lot in my, my life as well. And, you know, one of the things as parents that we try and do is, is we want to protect. But when they mess up, what, what do we do right away? We fix it, right? I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Even if they deserve punishment, what do we tend to do? We take care of it. Is that how God treats us? No. Guess what? He allows us to fail sometimes, doesn't he? For life lessons. Okay? So we want to take a look. Um, <clears throat> I want you to look at James 1, 19 and 20. Uh, I think you're going to see Trident could probably use these. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I mean, in that conversation, what did Ariel say? Listen to me. I didn't see Trident being very, you know, <laughs> slow, slow, right? He, he jumped on it right away, didn't he? All right, we're going to take a look at the next clip and see how far it goes. Like him. It even has his arms. <laughs> all right, this is Ariel's crush in, in the statue, so she's all this excited. Is also so subtle. <laughs> Daddy! I consider myself a reasonable moment. I set certain rules. And I expect those rules to be obeyed. But, Daddy... Is it true you rescued a human from drowning? Daddy, I have... Hunting in the human world and the mer world is strictly forbidden. Ariel, you know that. Everyone knows that. He would have died. One less human to worry about. You don't even know him. Know him? I don't have to know him. They're all the same. Spineless, savage, harpooning fish eaters. Incapable of any feeling. Daddy, I love him! Lost your senses completely. He's a human. You're a mummy. I don't care. So help me, Ariel. I am going to get through to you. And if this is the only way, so be it. Okay, so maybe you don't have the scepter and you can't make everything go like that. Okay, but I think you guys understand what has happened sometimes, right? Where it gets out of control. Do you really think he got his point across to her? How many times have we done it? Did we get our point across? Oh, yeah, we got a point across, but it's not the one we're trying to make. Okay, out of anger, 
we can destroy relationships, right? If you don't know the, the, the story there, Ariel is fascinated by humans. And that whole cave was things she had collected that were from the humans. And so it was her special place that she would go to. And she had seen this human named Eric, a prince. And they, because he's a prince, they built a statue. It fell in the ocean. Anyway, she ended up with it in there. And she was all fascinated by it. And then her dad comes in and sees. And he has forbidden her. You know, there's a lot of times as parents, we forbid, we shut down our kids. And sometimes it's because of the hurts that we had in our life. Some of the difficulties is I work a lot with single moms and their, and their kids. And as I'm working with them, a lot of times after a couple of sessions, the mom's like, you know, I need to meet with you because it's not all their fault. A lot of this has to do with me. Because we were hurt, we're trying to save them, protect them from that. Or maybe we had a bad experience. Anybody fish out here? Nobody? No fishermen? Oh my gosh, we're going to have to teach you. Okay, we got one. All right, we got a couple of them. All right, so here's the deal. Fishing, is that bad? It can be really good, right? Okay, so I had this experience. I went out fishing, and we finally got through the waves. We're out in the ocean, and we're in a glorified rowboat. We finally get through, and we get out there, and I start puking. I mean, I'm blowing chunks, and the fish are excited. And anyways, we won't get into it because we do have to eat later. But I am, I am sick. And it had to do with the fact when we were fighting the waves, I decided I'd surf out there, so I had to rope it to tie, you know, and I was, and then I fell back, and uh, it wasn't a good thing. And so here I was sick, and I was miserable. And, you know, we caught fish, but I, I was sick the whole time out there, and I came back in. Now, if I only took that experience, would I ever want my children to fish? No. Why? It was miserable. It was horrible. But yet, I can bring Colton up here, who went fishing down in Nicaragua a couple weeks ago. Colton, how many did you pull in by yourself? Nine. Okay? Colton's going to say, fishing is awesome. What's the difference? It was my experience. Now, I'm not saying there isn't some things that happened in your life that you do want to keep them from it. Maybe you got hooked on drugs. You know what? That's a bad deal. Maybe you got pregnant when you were young. Okay, that's a bad deal. But there is a way to go about it rather than just putting the iron fist down. Because what does that do? What did it do for Ariel? Did you see what she did? She, she went away. And you know where she went? She went. Is she going to listen to Dad? No, Dad is done, right? And all of a sudden, she goes, like many of us as we were kids, and we got mad at Mom and Dad, where did we go? We go seek advice, <laughs> or we want to get even, right? Or we say, I'm going to do it anyways. And guess what? On their own, they're not ready to do it. You know, I, talk, I work with kids all the time, and, you know, it's 16, 17 years old. There's a beef with mom and dad. Well, I can make it on my own. And, of course, immediately mom and dad, no, you can't. you got to. But the truth is, I look at them, and I, I'm honest with them. I say, you know what? You could. It's 17 years old. You could. You could get a job. You could do this. Now, you're going to have to quit school because you're not going to be able to make enough money to make it. But the truth is, you could do that. But is that what's best? Is that what really needs to happen? We look at Ariel. What did she do? She basically sold her soul to the devil. I mean, that's what it, in the cartoon way, it turned out to be. Do you think that's what her dad wanted? 
No. No. But she took off because of that bee. Now, was it all his fault? I'm not saying that. This is it takes two to tangle, right? All right, let's get in to see what God has to say about this. Um, we're going to look at Ephesians 1. And uh, this would be one that uh, you might even sit down with your kids and go over and go over. And we're going to look at it today. <sighs> now, this is the one the parents love, right? Children, obey your parents. That's done. Most of us <laughs> as adults, as parents, that's all Ephesians has to say. We're good with that. However, what does it say? Let's, let's go ahead and read this. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's the right thing to do. Go on. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on this earth. Okay, why do we obey our parents? We're instructed to by God, and what's it going to do? It's going to go well with us, right? It's a good thing, all right? But if you notice, it also said in there, honor your father and mother. For me, as I look at this, okay, when we're children, obey your parents. We got that, right? I mean, when we got the little ones reaching to touch the stove, right, we're going to say no. We may even slap their hand because we know that if they catch that, they could be scarred for life, okay? When they're little... When we're, we're growing up, obeying is important. Why? Because the decision they're making is not good. But then what happens when it goes to honor your father and mother? For me, I look at that and I see that more as us as adult children. Okay? As an adult, my dad is 84 years old. Okay? Do I have to do everything he says? No, I am a father. I have my own family now. Right? but I can still honor my dad. I don't have to ask him this decision, but you know what? I go to him a lot. I say, Dad, what do you think? Sometimes I'm in agreement, sometimes I'm not. But I seek his wisdom. I honor him with what he has gone through. Okay? Do you guys get what I'm saying? My mom, same way. My mom died when I was 13, but God gave me another mom. So it's the same thing. I seek wisdom from them. Sometimes I'm so busy, I'm missing the obvious. They are extremely wise. We can honor our fathers and our mothers, okay? As children, when we're in the house, right? As Triton said, as long as you're in my house. You know what, kids, the truth is, man, if we're in the house, we do. We follow the rules. We obey. We're instructed to obey, but we've got to if we're going to stay in the house. Once we're out on our own, usually we realize how smart mom and dad were. I know I went off to college. They became the smartest people I ever met. And I went to college. How does that happen? Because I learned a few things they've been trying to teach me. But at 16, 17 years old, I was still thinking I knew it all. All right, so let's go a little further down. It's gone. Okay, I'll go ahead and read out of this, and then we can get that up there. It says, uh, this next one, and this is where, you know, we go from, from uh, preaching to meddling here a little bit. And it says, and fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Hmm. We got any dads out there to struggle with that one? We got any honest dads out there? Okay. Okay. When you're not doing what I tell you, what happens? We tend to get angry. Okay? We tend to do some really stupid stuff. We just saw trying to really destroy everything. Is that right? No. 
Did he think about that? No. He just acted, didn't he? Hurt people, hurt people. He's hurt because she's not obeying him, and so he's going to show her. You guys know that hurt people, hurt people. We've lived that all our lives, haven't we? Maybe it's time for us to make a change. So when it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. What's the best example for your kids to see is you, right? Ooh, Coop, come on now. I understand we're not perfect. That's why we got God's grace. I understand that. But we've got to be the example. We've got to show them how to deal with it. Okay? I have failed miserably over the years. You know, I can be that yelling guy. I can be that not listening. And how's that working for you? <laughs> Ain't working too well for me. All right? Kind of like that definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over, and it's like, why do they not listen? You know, why is this not working? Or maybe you can take a look at things, look at what it says. Now, what does that mean? It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger and bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Okay? The Bible has a lot for us to learn from, and we have a lot we can teach our kids. But number one in all this, whether, whether you're a young person, whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult, time. If we don't spend time with each other, we're not going to really get anywhere, are we? We need to spend time with each other. But I want you to take a look at this. When it says that we're supposed to grow our children up, one of the things we got to do is know our kids. Okay, I've coached a lot over, over the years. And one of the things I've realized that as a coach, you got to be a psychologist. Are you kidding me? Each kid is wound up differently, right? And you know what? Each of your children. When I say I'm out of my failures, I'm trying to remember how many kids I got. Okay, I got three kids in heaven. I have a 31-year-old. I have a 25-year-old. I have an 18, 17, 17. No, 18, hold on, 19, 18. They have birthdays. That messes me up. Right about the time I get it right. Okay, so, so 19, yes, 19, 18, 17, and 11. My wife and I, over the years, have taken in over 200 other kids from two weeks to six years. I've got some experience and I've got some good failures here to say it didn't work the way I wanted to make it work. See, I tried to control. Anybody here ever try to control your life? Uh-huh. Who can we control? Nobody but us, right? And that's with the grace of God. So who do we give control of our children to? Are we going to take it and mandate and this is how it has to be or are we going to give it to God? See, if we follow the instruction of God, then we can teach our children to do the same. But if we're over here saying that's good, but not for me, whoa, time out, right? It's like if you hold grudges against people, right? Okay, cool, watch now. If you don't forgive somebody, what are you basically teaching your children? Okay, Christ died on a cross for my sin, and I accept that. But what this person did to me, that's not enough. I need more. If you won't forgive, that's exactly what you're teaching your kids. Don't get me started on that one. Okay, anyways. We can work on forgiveness. Need some ideas on that? God's taught me a lot. All right. <clears throat> it's very so so one of the things that I that I'm big on is understanding who your kids are. Um, there's a lot of personality profiles out there. I encourage you to check it out. How does your kid work? When I was coaching soccer, oh my gosh, and wrestling too, but soccer, you got this 11 guys at one time. Wrestling is more of an individual thing. So I am out there and I've got I'm coaching my son. 
Well, my son is his own worst critic, right? So if he shanked the ball right, what do you think my son needed to hear? Do you think he needed to hear, I can't believe you did that, or shoot at the goal? He didn't need to hear any of that. What he needed to hear was, that's all right, buddy, you get it next time. Way to get open. Why? Because he's already bringing himself down. I had a coach yell at him that one time like that. Dude, he shut down, and that was it. I had to pull him from the game. I got nothing out of him. Okay, then I got my boy Paluki. Biggest thickhead you ever met in the world, right? Oh, my gosh. If I didn't get in his face, I got nothing from him. So I had to, I had to become a psychologist and understand what made each of them function. We found out everybody's got different personalities. Man, it was huge for me to begin to understand people don't think like I think. And many of you say, thank God. Okay, I understand that. But when you're trying to get along with each other, okay, husbands and wives, we're trying to get along. Hey, guess what? For my wife and I, we are totally opposites. I mean, I'm not just talking a little bit, right? I am like, if you know what the disc is, I'm a DI up here. That hurts down there, right? She is a SC up here. I don't even have C. C is like details. I don't even have that on my chart, okay? I take the DIS because there is no C in my life. Okay, so you got to understand, this is not a normal, right? I'm thinking she thinks like me, and why does she not react like that? I say, hey, baby, let's go do this, right? I'm an I. I'm excited. What do I want to hear? Woo! Let's go, babe, right? My wife is an S. You want to know what I get? Um, okay. Right? Now I use my wife as the illustration here, and I love her to death, but what is she telling me? Her personality, that is her, woohoo, let's go. But for me, I'm okay means she doesn't want to do it. I cannot tell you how many times we laid in bed at night and I said, hey, babe, I got this book. What do you think about us reading a little bit each night? And she'd go, um, okay. So what am I going? Well, she doesn't want to do it. Uh, we'll do it for two nights and we won't. And then we'll just stop. And what's she thinking? wonder how long this is going to last, two nights? <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? We both wanted the same thing, but because we didn't understand each other, we were getting there. Do you not think that works with our kids too? Do you not think that works with our older parents too? Guys, we have to understand who they are and what makes them function. Another an incredible book, and if you haven't looked at it, go get the five love languages. Oh my gosh, that's another eye-opener, okay? Because we all like them, but your one or two of them is yours. And again, if you're stupid like I was, I'm like, everybody thinks like me, so everybody loves like me. Guess what? My wife and I, totally opposites again. Yep, yep. I was a 12 out of 12 physical touch, 11 out of 12 words of affirmation. Physical touch is like hugs, holding hands, talking to people. You know, you got the people that come up and they put their hand on you and touch you. Not sexual, it's just physical touch. That's a love language. I'm 12 out of 12 on that. That's why I love church. Everybody hugs, okay? I mean, it's just, you know, and, and so then there's words of affirmation, okay? Encouragement. Hey, you did a great job. Let me tell you, you hug me and tell me I did a good job, I'm yours for life. I'm worse than a puppy, man. I'll follow you everywhere. That's it. It's real simple. All right. Now, even though I was 12 out of 12, 11 out of 12, my wife was about a 1 out of 12. Okay? And then we go to hers. Acts of service. That means doing something that takes it off their plate. Acts of service. 12 out of 12. Guess what I was? 
I get it. I'm still trying to hug her all the time, right? All right? And then her other one is quality time. What does that mean? That means you don't have your phone out. Oh my gosh, I was saving the world, right? I had to answer every phone call. Why? Because I had some issues that I had to deal with. So here we are again. We're totally opposite in this. So, you know, I call her, tell her I'm having a bad day. I come home. What do I need? I need a hug. What do I get? My favorite meal. No, I'm not again sad. I like my favorite meal, but what do I need for dessert? A hug. Okay. I got dessert. Okay. So, so here's the deal. She has a bad day. Woo, coop to the rescue, right? What do I do? I run in that door. Woo, give her a hug. Doesn't work. I am like, oh my gosh. It's a really bad day. I give her another hug. Really bad idea. Okay, don't go there. Uh, so what does she want? She wants me to say, babe, I got dinner. Or babe, I'll take the kids, you lay down. I need to take something off her plate. I thought she was crazy. I, I about, And then thank God that book came out because I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> right? And she's already going, how did I get into this mess? You know what I mean? It, we're already there. So the five, but with your kids, oh my gosh, it makes all the difference in the world. If you, hey, you know, a lot of little kids, they love gifts, right? They love gifts. I became the master at the claw. You guys ever played the claw? Right? 50 cents. Oh, boom. Pick it up, drop it over. I won five at one time once. I mean, we're talking what a great love language to have because I bring five of them home. If it's a gift, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I mean, some of those are really ugly and cheesy. You know what I'm saying? But the, woo, dad, right? And my wife's going, not another one of those. You know, because we had a thousand of them in the closet. But learning and understanding their love language. I've had to learn to put the phone down and maybe not even take it with me when we do date night. Why? Because I will answer that stupid phone. Right? i got to learn that not everybody needs a hug. You guys ever, right? Well, I, I've, got, I've got a bunch of kids, right? i got six of them. And, and guess what? i got one of them. She is not physical touch. And it is awkward hugs. Okay? I'm just saying that's just not natural. So I have to figure out what is her love language? Because if we love in their language, they feel more love. Right? You guys see what I'm saying? And if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, you need to get the book and start checking this out. Because it will make all the difference in the world. Okay? Yes, maybe one of your kids, you kind of got to get in their face a little bit. But you probably got one that if you do that, they're going to shut down. So you as a father, as a mother, we have to know how we function, and also how our kids do. So we can be better parents, so we can train them up in the way they should go. Some of your kids, they learn by seeing. Some of your kids learn by doing. You know, part of the problem with, <laughs> part of the problem with school for guys is they teach the way women learn. It's, it's a true fact. Guys, we've we're, we got to have something going on with our hands, right? I, I was like, no, this isn't true. This can't be true. So one of my surgeries, I'm laid up in bed. The Bible study guys want to come over. So we're doing Bible study, and I have bought these the magnets, you know, the ones that buzz, you know, kind of cool. If you don't, you need to go get some. But anyways, I got them for them, and so I gave each of them a, a set of them. And you're going to coop. They're going to be distracted the whole time. You want to know something? They sat there and played with them, and we had the deepest Bible study, the most intense Bible study we'd ever had. 
No one ever taught me. I mean, that's how they learned better when they had their hands. All right, let's go. There's a lot we can learn from our kids, guys. All right, so anyways, kind of got off on that. But you know what's interesting in, in Ephesians? As we get through that, he's talking about children obey your parents, parents how you treat your kids. <laughs> and, you know, God is just cool. Because then what's he do? He goes into slave and masters. And, you know, if you look at it, parent and kids, <laughs> that, could, that could work. You know what I'm saying? If you want to word it a little differently, and it goes on to say, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as you obey Christ. Not only while being watched, but in order to please please them, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. In other words, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Kind of like you said, obey your parents, because it's the right thing to do. We all know the kids can be messing up. You walk in that room, and what do you got? Angels, right? When you're there, they can... But you walk out that door, what do you got? It, it all breaks loose again, doesn't it? Okay? So is that, is that how we're supposed to be when our bosses are around? Or again, go back to being a coach, right? Have you ever seen it, man? You're out there being a coach. All right, take a lap. They go around the building. What do you think happens the minute they get around the building out of your sight? Hey, man, how's your day going? All right? You know what I'm saying? Except for a few of them. You can go all the way around and you're like, you guys are the fastest guys I've ever seen. Well, yeah, half of them are walking, okay? I mean, okay, if you're an athlete, guys, we know what's going on here, okay? So just go ahead and do the whole thing. But what is, what is it saying? It's saying we're supposed to, whether they're looking or not, this is who we are. This is how we live, okay? doesn't matter. You are representing God wherever you're at. And so, therefore, I'm going to give my best. I'm going to push it, even if other people don't like it. Because you're living the life, not just uh, when I'm at church, I do this, but when I'm at home, right? I had a guy work construction, and, uh, and he told me, he said, Coop, oh, it's somebody else's phone. I thought my phone was going off. Okay, like, it didn't turn off. Um, he, said, he said this to me. He says, Coop, I understand this is how you got to be here and all, but it won't work in construction. I have to be this way. You think that's true? You think that was true? No. And you know, after a couple of years, he began to change. He's like, Coop, I never thought, I always thought I had to be in their face. I always had to. He said, this is a whole different world for me. This is a whole different life for me. So whatever we do, we do it heartily as unto God and not unto men. All right, then it goes on to say this. Uh, here we go. Render service with enthusiasm as to the Lord and not unto men. And women, knowing that whatever good we do, we will receive the same again from the Lord, whether we are slaves or free. And masters, parents, do the same thing. Stop threatening them. For you know that both of you have the same master in heaven, and with him there is no partiality. And it goes on to say, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power and strength. And then it goes on to talk about putting on the full armor of God. That is very important. We're not going to cover it today because that could be a whole series in itself, okay? Go on and read that. Here's one of the things that I, I as we look at Triton, as we look at some of the things um, that how he did and how he reacted, okay? Um, was anger the best? Is anger the best way to react? No. You know what, what I found out, and deal, again, dealing with people, I've got this one guy, 
that he is a businessman. And when he says this, they move. Why? Because he's good. He makes a lot of money. He is very good at what he does. But guess what? When he comes home to his kids, do they care that he is the A number one businessman? No! Right? He'll say, you need to do this, and they don't do it. What do you think happens? He gets mad. Well, it worked. They do exactly what I tell them. Welcome to our world, buddy. <laughs> this ain't work. This is, this is family. This is your kids. They don't get that, right? You're their dad. You're not, they're not working for you. And so it doesn't work. And so here's what will happen is they will get into an argument, and this is what the kids have learned. If I can withstand it, then I'm going to get whatever I want. So the kid messes up. Dad explodes. Goes off the deep end. Goes for the jugular, right? Dude, oh, I was only five minutes late to school, right? And what are you doing? You're taking away their phone, the car. Really? Does that fit the crime? Probably not. So dad blows up. Might even come to pushing and shoving, guys. He blows up, and then what happens? Now, the kid did wrong, right? But now mom is yelling at dad. Why? Because he's gone too far, right? So then what happens? Then dad now is all frustrated because he was defending mom's honor half the time, he thinks, right? And like mom can't speak for herself, but that's a whole nother ball game, okay? And trust me, I've been there way too many times. So, okay, so here's the deal. He has now exploded and gone too far. Feels guilty. What does dad do then? Someone tell me. What does he do? Right? He goes to the kid. <laughs> What'd you say? Yep, yep. Let's go shopping. Let's go get something to eat. I'm sorry. And what did the kid just figure out? I don't have to take responsibility for what I did. I just got to withstand the anger, and then I'm going to get what I want. And I'm not going to lose the car. I'm not going to lose my phone. Why? Because dad can't control himself. And guess what? She or he becomes an expert at pushing dad's buttons, right? Well, you know what's awesome? Is when... I had this guy come to me, and I helped him deal with his anger. And she goes to push his button, and he just sits there. Well, right, I understand that, but the, the situation is um, you're failing. You're failing this class. What are we going to do about that? And she tried everything to get him to react. She didn't know what to do. She was at a total, she was like, who is this man? You know, somebody switch out? Because he learned not to react that way. And guess what? She, had, she got punished, and she began to realize that I have to take responsibility for what I did. So, guys, it's very important. We don't lose it. We don't blow up, okay? Um, all right, let's take a look and go into um, our next clip here real quick. Viking Triton. <laughs> How are you? Let her go. Not a chance, Triton. She's mine now. You see, the contract's legal, binding, and completely unbreakable, even for you. Of course, I always was a girl with an eye for a bargain. The daughter of the great sea king is a very precious commodity. I might be willing to make an exchange for someone even better. Eric, what are you doing? Where am I lost for once? I'm not going to lose her again. Now, do we have a deal? 
your majesty. Daddy? At last. No, it's mine. <laughs> you monster! Hi, kids. And I realize there's exceptions. But for the most part, your mom and dad will do anything for you. They will take the hit. They will cover this. They will do anything for you because maybe they can't show you the love they need to show you, but they love you. And sometimes it's at a cost. Now it's their choice, but sometimes it's at a cost. He lost it all, didn't he? He, is, he lost it all. I cannot tell you, because of what I do, I see a lot of this going on. And I have seen parents get divorced heavily because, and this is important, parents, you have to agree on how you're going to discipline and how you're going to handle your children. Because if dad says this and mom says this, anybody ever figured seen that one? If we're honest, I think we all could say at some point over some issue. And what happens there? It no longer is a kid. It's mom and dad now, isn't it? And you know, if you don't have an agreement, you don't have a, a plan, I've seen that marriage is lost. Granted, there's more to it, but marriage is lost because we didn't come to how we're going to deal with this. Just like when the dad gets too much and then the mom gets mad, right? But she's mad at dad now. She was mad at the kid. Which fueled dad to say, I'm the hero. I'm going to stand up for mom, right? And then when he goes too far, then mom just, <laughs> whoa. Why'd you do that to my kid? And dad's going, well, I don't go. Right? So what are we saying here, guys? If you're a child at home, for the most part, your mom and dad love you. They want the best. Many times we try and fix it. Let me give you some insight. Again, as a failure for me. I have a daughter. She's 31 now. But when she was high school, junior and senior, She's probably here, maybe. Um, but here was the deal. I'm dad. Dad, what do we do? If there's a problem, what do we do? We fix it, right? Because we're dad. Right? So I'm trying to fix everything. And finally she looked at me and she said, Dad, I don't want you to fix it. I want you to listen. What? I don't want you to fix it. I want you to listen. I'll take care of it on my own. I just need to talk it out. Oh. Now we can be smart or we can be dumb. We can go to, ahead and fix it or we can listen. And you can come up with, okay, baby, but if you want me to fix it, let me know. Right? I'm kind of thick sometimes, and I still, because we do this, and I'll say, baby, do you want me to fix it or am I listening? Just listen, Dad. Okay. You want me to fix Okay. I'll, right? You understand? You got those that have kids. You understand what I'm saying, right? But there are times where we just got to listen. And I know you can fix it like that, but no. They have to deal with their issues. It's not about dad fixing it. It's about dad, I want to talk about it. And here's the key. Don't give advice unless I ask. Don't give advice unless I ask. Because if you start giving advice and they didn't ask, you think they're listening? No. But if all of a sudden they say, well, dad, what do you think? Or, Mom, what do you think? Then you got your shot. But if you throw it out there ahead of time, you're probably going to shut them down and they're not going to come back and ask. Okay? Patience is a virtue, which many of us men especially do not have. But, kids, I want you to understand, 
they could lose it all. I have seen, I've been dealing with a situation right now, and this is a grown child that is still an addict. And literally, they have gone through probably hundreds of thousands of dollars and still trying to fix the kid. Parents love deeply. Yes, I know there's some exceptions, but for most of you in here, parents love deeply. Even when they're older, they're still wanting to help, right? Why do I go to my dad for advice? Because he's important to me. What he says is important, but I want him to know he's important enough that even me as a grown man can go and ask my dad, Dad, what do you think about it? You think that means something to him? Those of you in here that have grown kids, when they come and ask you advice, how does that make you feel? Makes you feel like you did something in their life, right? I know, I keep looking at J- <laughs> Johnny's right here. He's like, I got you, Coop. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to eyeball you, okay? All right. So as we look at this, as we realize, kids, that your parents love you dearly. Parents, what do we know? We're not perfect. Those words, I'm sorry, they're legit. You can say them. I made a mistake. You can say them. I got a lot of kids that have never heard their parents say that. They got a lot that my kids hear me say it all the time, okay? Maybe I do too much on that. But here's the deal. Those words are okay to say because we're not perfect. And guess what? <laughs> if you, All you got to do is ask your kids. They'll let you know you're not perfect. You may have this idea, but hey, we all mess up. But what does it come down to? With our Heavenly Father, what does it come down to? You know, back in the Old Testament, it was all about the law, right? And you saw a God of wrath and a vengeance. Man, that was some scary stuff back then, right? Sodom and Gomorrah, boom, right? About to wipe out all of Nineveh. I mean, God, there was a lot of vengeance and a lot of wrath. But what happened? What happened when Christ came and paid the price for us? In the New Testament, what do we see? We see a God of what? A love. A God of love. Am I saying you can't have any rules and all? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying have grace. If you could have the grace that God has for us, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? See, one of the things that we need to understand is when, when we sin, this is God every time. Is He happy with our sin? No. Has He already paid the price for it? Yes. But here's our deal. God always separates the sin from the person. You never see him up there going, well, I don't know about that sin. No, it's forgiven. But he separates the individual because the individual is more important than what they did. Our kids are more important than that sin, they, that, that act they committed. You guys get what I'm saying? They're more important. Right, I've got to figure out how not to have this happen, but they are more important. Don't throw them out. Don't give up on them. Christ never gave up on us, right? And continues to love on us, to show us grace every single day. So at the end of the day, we got to spend time together, but let's see how this story finishes. All right, I'll see. She really does love him. 
Doesn't she, Sebastian? Well, it's like I always say, Your Majesty. Children got to be free to lead their own lives. You always say that? <laughs> oh. Then I guess there's just one problem left. And what's that, Your Majesty? How much I'm going to miss her. And then uh, at the end, you see Trident come up and give her a hug as the two of them are getting married. Okay? Obviously a storybook ending, right? But then again, did you see Trident? All his, all his experience with humans was what? Horrible. Right? So he was deathly afraid of them and didn't want anything to do with them. And we see how things change, right? We see how things change because love conquers all. Love is above it all. One thing, one thing I wanted to share that, that I missed, and this is huge. <laughs> you can carry this into marriage. You can carry this into your relationship with your kids or with your parents. And that is learning to communicate. All right? <laughs> I wasn't real good at that. I remember coming in, and I'd see my son at the table on the computer, and I'd say, hey, the trash needs to go out. And he would say, okay. Did we communicate? Did we communicate? Okay, dads, what did I mean? When does the trash need to go out? Now? That's right. That's a given, right? But I didn't say that. I said trash needs to go out. All right, kids, here we go. He's on the computer in the middle of a game, and he says, okay, what's he mean? When I'm done, I'll think about it. You know, it's one of those deals. I get it. So I go downstairs, change, come back up, and it's not done. What happened? Bam, right? We're at each other. Why? Because we didn't communicate. Learn to say what you mean. And even if you have to have them repeat it back, it's okay. All right, so what you're saying is, no, what I'm saying is I want to trash out now. Oh, okay. Now, that's going to throw in your personalities there. Because if you're like me, number one, I don't like anybody tell me what to do. But number two, you have to give me options. Okay? Because if you don't give me options, I guarantee you I'm going to fight. Even though I know I'm wrong, I'm going to fight it because i got to have options. So I have a child like that, and I'm like, hey, mow the lawn. Now? Yeah, you're not doing anything. Oh, but I'm I, 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 big. Now, they, they go do it, but they are not happy. Well, what I found out is this particular child plans ahead. Right? And I came in on Monday, and he's got his day booked, and two hours of it is playing video games. Okay? But that's his day. And I just came in and wrecked his day. So I could either continue to do that, have him mad and angry, right? And it's just, <laughs> we're not supposed to cause our kids to do that, right? But yet I was causing my child to do that, and I knew what made him go, and he knew what made me go. And then we all of a sudden came to an agreement, and here was my deal. Hey. It's Sunday. I need the lawn mowed by Wednesday. Okay, Dad. Here's what happened. On Wednesday, the lawn was mowed. Or 
All I had to do was do what happened to Lon. Just drop everything and do it. Why? Because I gave him the opportunity to work with him because I began to understand how he worked. Now, here's what happened. Here's what was amazing. Before, when I do the immediate stuff, right? I mean, it was always with conflict. But then sometimes I can't give him time, right? Um, <laughs> the pipes are burst and we need to stop the water, okay? Can you get me next Friday? No, it's not going to work. We're going to be drowned by then. So I'm like, when it was an emergency, hey, can you help me? You know, he was much more willing to jump in and help with a good attitude because that if I could have, I'd have given him more time. So I just that's just an example, but I want you to understand. Begin to realize how you say it, what you say. Kids, when you're coming back, what do you really mean? What is it you're really trying to get across? So as we're closing out, we've kind of jumped over. We looked at a lot of things. But really, it, it comes down to your choice. Do you want to have a family unit that's tight? Do you want to get along with your mom and dad? Do you want your children to obey and respect you? It's got to be your choice. What do I need to do to change to make this better? You know what? I can't change my kids. Only God can do that. But I know as I change me and I listen more and I communicate better, it changes those around me. So here's the deal, man. Family is family, right? We live and die for family. But do we have to fight? Be in the middle of the fight all the time. I want to just do something different today. I would encourage you, if you're a child, go to your parent, have them come up, pray together. Say, hey, let's keep working on this. Let's get better at this. If you're a parent, go to one of your kids. Or if you got a couple of them, maybe you come up as a family. But let's take the next couple minutes and just come up and ask God to renew our families, to bring us closer together. You may be good, but we can always get better, right? So as you look at it, why don't we let the love reign? Why don't we begin to love as God loves us? Why don't we begin to show grace and forgiveness? And why don't we take our families back? Let's pray. Lord, I just pray that in the midst of my failures, in many ways, that you today got your word across. You want us as parents. Yes, we have to discipline, but we do it in love, not in anger. Now, may today be a day where for some of us, our families get a little bit tighter. For some of us, our families come together. Lord, as we take a few minutes to pray together, may you bless our time together. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.